Good afternoon. Welcome to Money Web at Midday. I'm Nastasia Arantza. Coming up on the show, we're going to be looking at uh, Quilter's main board listing that took place this morning at 9 a.m. We'll talk to Mark Satchel, who's the Corporate Finance Director, about uh, investor sentiment investor sentiment rather around uh, the listing of the share and then later on we look at uh, how markets are moving with David Shapiro who is the deputy chairman at Sassfin Wealth. All of this is coming up. Quilter made its debut on the JC this morning, trading under the stock ticker QLT. And uh, South African institutions subscribing for the shares in All Mutual's former UK arm uh, will pay $25.88 per share. And this was this morning. And to talk to us about how trade has been and the reception that they've received thus far is Michael Satchel, who's the Corporate Finance Director. Mark, thank you so much for your time. What kind of uh, reception have you received at 9 a.m. this morning? It was a fantastic uh, reception, thank you, Nastasia, and, and, and good afternoon. Um, it was really great to be at the at the JSE. The, uh, the actual listing ceremony is, um, is is a is a fun one. Um, the blowing of the kudu horn is something I don't think I'll uh, I'll ever forget, and yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I've told my colleagues that attended the same ceremony on the London Stock Exchange that I think they drew the short straw, <laughs> and it was um, a hell of a lot more fun here in Johannesburg than what it was in London. It's certainly a unique experience, but uh, I mean, it's been a two-year process, and I know you guys have been doing work even prior to the two-year process started. Take me through that. Well, the the, the work before the two-year process started was really getting us into a position that um, Bruce Hempel and the Old Mutual PLC board had the optionality of being able to spin us off um, separately and 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 the group as as they have subsequently done. So back in 2012, we set about redefining our strategy uh, for the Northern Hemisphere business. Uh, that involved selling nine businesses in, in continental Europe, mm. where we had very shallow routes. So we had businesses in Germany, Poland, Italy, France, Luxembourg, Finland, all over the show there. So we sold those off. And with the proceeds of that, we effectively bought um, advice in the UK, which we hadn't had before. So we, we bought an advisory business called Intrinsic. And we also bought a wealth management business, a discretionary investment business um, called Quartz Achievement, which is where we've now inherited our new brand from. And um, what that really gave us is the full wealth management end-to-end business from advice through to platforms, pension wrappers, um, uh, multi-assets capabilities, as well as the discretionary investment management capabilities. We we undertook some organic growth also, particularly within the multi-asset business that we from being a very small, nascent part of our business to one now that is uh, one of the market leaders within the UK market. So it's um, it's been a uh, it's been a six-year journey in all, mm. uh, and the last two years have very much been focused on preparing the business for the separation from PLC, building out corporate functions, um, and ensuring that we are prepared and ready to to list um, as a standalone uh, uh, listed equity. So it's um, it's a uh, been long hours, um, a lot of hard work by a lot of people around the business, mm. um, and it's uh, pleased, very pleasing to have finally got to got to that point now today. What's the wealth management industry like in the UK? Um, it's a uh, it's it's quite a fragmented industry in the wealth management component part of it, mm-hmm. but it's one where the market demographics um, are are very much supportive of the wealth management industry. Uh, you've got the government withdrawing or, or being less capable of providing for people in their retirement. 
Uh, you've also got a lot of the corporates withdrawing from defined benefit pension plans and, and everything else, which means that it's far more up to the individual to plan for their retirement, to manage their own wealth, um, and to uh, put their investments in tax-efficient structures, both from an inheritance tax perspective, but also to take advantage of the tax breaks um, afforded to individuals when it comes to their own retirement planning. Mm. So it's a market that's that's growing very quickly. Um, financial planning and advice is required, just given the complexity of it all. Um, so it's one in which a lot of businesses like ours um, are, are, are doing very well. A lot of people, you know, when they list, they have different, uh, you know, they envision a different plan when it comes to what it is they hope to achieve with it. Uh, in the particular case, when it comes to Quilta, what are you hoping uh, this listing will be a beginning of? Well, in many ways, it's, it's, it's a new beginning, certainly for us as a, uh, as a corporate entity. But, um, you know, we, we are already uh, one of the UK's largest wealth management businesses, and we see this listing as an opportunity to um, go further, um, support clients and advisor needs, um, and ensure that we uh, um, manage and maintain the, their investments and look after them very well going forward. Mm. Um, between the both part of the market, the demographics um, support the growth in the business and underpin it. And we have got very good businesses across all segments of the wealth management spectrum uh, that we operate within. So. So we believe the opportunities for us um, going forward are, are, are very good indeed. Which part of the business within uh, Quilter has the broadest reach, would you say? Um, certainly the financial planning um, part of it, the, mm-hmm. the, the advisory part of it. We've, uh, we've got the second largest number of advisors within the UK market. And it's the advisors that support the clients. So that's um, normally the the first way or the entry point into our business mm. um, and into us being able to, to provide um, wealth management support uh, to, those, um, uh, to those individuals. What's next after the soliciting? Uh, what are some of the things you guys are hoping to take off? Well, we, we plan to carry on growing um, organically and we plan to continue to make very modest investments in the distribution side uh, on an annual basis going forward. We will mm. continue to expand on the advisory side uh, in, in particular. Um, there's also opportunities to build out further multi-asset capabilities um, and to continue to grow um, the, the rest of the business also. We have a, a big deployment of IT that's um, due next year mm-hmm. and um, we, we're hoping and planning that that will be the springboard for future success within the UK market. All right, Mark, thank you so much for your time. That's Mark Satchel, who is the Corporate Finance Director at uh, Quilter. They're listed today under the stock ticker QLT. You can also, uh, if you're still interested in the story, have a look at an article that was written by uh, Sasha Planting on the Money website titled uh, Quilter Broadens Its Horizon Listing of Full Service Wealth Managers Should Appeal to Local and British Investors and uh, get a sense as to why this particular listing might be uh, a good thing for them. But to check in on how the markets are doing, I'm joined on the line by David Shapiro from Sasfin Wealth. David, thank you so much. Uh, how are the markets doing thus far? Not good, in one simple word. Oh. <laughs> Two simple words, how many? <laughs> Why is that the case? Now, I, I, you know, Nastasia, it's been, it's really been so volatile uh, from one day to the next. We never know where we are. Um, having had a very good day on Friday, 
uh, we've completely reversed and uh, heading in the wrong direction. And all has to do with what's happening outside of uh, our country. It's very little to do with what's happening here, but rather trade wars and worry about uh, where this is all leading. So um, we've seen a broad sell-off right across the board. You know, in emerging markets, are, are, we've been caught in the crossfire uh, in all, on all fronts. There's been quite a... Um, quite negative perceptions of, of how trade wars will affect us. And this has been building up for some time. And uh, if you looked in uh, Asia this morning, markets were down considerably and everything's pointing downwards there. And I think we started to see quite a bit of money flow out of our, um, you know, out of emerging markets into the safe haven of uh, the dollar. And funny enough, not only the dollar, it's also going into high tech shares, which are, uh, which are, um, thought to be bulletproof or have a shield against any kind of trade war. So um, that, that, that has been the reaction, and it's, uh, tomorrow it could change. Tomorrow could swing. Who knows? It's, mm. it's very difficult to read the emotions of some of these markets. But overall, it's been a, you know, we've been in a negative trend uh, for some time. So we see our market down 1.5% today with losses right across the board. Mm. And the U.S. markets, I mean, you know, I was looking at them and whether you're looking at U.S. markets or European as well, you sort of get a sense that it's a, you know, it's a flat line right through mm. them. And mm. you kind of wonder then, is it like two opposing forces where on the one hand, you have people still hoping for synchronized growth. And on the other hand, you have this normalizing monetary policy mm. that's draining liquidity. It's, it's, a, it's both. Mm. I think um, overall, there's no suggestion that growth has been knocked off the rails. There's still a view that growth is in. Everything that's coming out at the moment points towards what you call synchronized growth. America is doing incredibly well, unemployment low. Yes, uh, uh, Jay Powell, the Fed governor, has mentioned that. No, he's, he's very content with where the U.S. economy is, and he's moving towards what he called normalizing. In other words, gradual increases to bring it back where it should have been, where we were, say, a decade or so ago. Mm. Um, Europe as well. If you look at the European economy as well, um, also doing pretty well. Um, we got some good data out on Friday suggesting that while there might have been a slowdown a month or two ago, it's picking up again. China um, still, you know, still, still very healthy. I think what is disturbing markets at the moment is more sentiment and more fear about what a potential trade war could have. We, 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 we can't count it. Uh, we don't know at the moment. And, and I think most commentators are saying, hold on, everything's corporate results are still intact. Uh, global economy is still intact. Stay with the equity market for the meantime. There's nothing to suggest mm. um, uh, a sell-off. So you're dealing with, with the emotions of a trading or, or, or of traders. So, um, you know, what you said is right. You know, but but from, my, from my point of view, I'm just waiting and watching and, yeah. and, and to see if anything really does derail us. In the universe of shares that you're keeping an eye on, how have mm. they been performing in light of what you've just described? Globally, fine. Yes, you're making the point where you were describing everything that you're seeing. I, I, locally, it's tough. You know, locally, uh, we're not being helped by the top end of the market. Uh, also, Tash, it's because a number of the stocks that make up our markets are, are broadly old economy stocks. So mm-hmm. we've seen ABM, they starting to turn around, but being under pressure. British American Tobacco, of course. 
a, new, a cigarette company, I mean, or a tobacco company. Um, likewise, we haven't seen much help from our retailers here because of the state of the economy and also the sellout of emerging markets. The only one area that seems to be holding up has been um, the resources. Mm. And, you know, we've, we've got a lot of uh, support from those companies, from Anglo's, Bulletin's, uh, Glencore's, even though Glencore's not in the index. Um, they have been given some kind of balance to our market. or uh, um, but, but apart from that, there's very little that we can get uh, um, excited about. So that's, that's been the one area. But um, even today, it's not a great day for resources. And that's, they will be tossed around by where the dollar goes and what people's, view is, what people's views are towards um, future demand. Right. David, uh, you know, last week we had, uh, you know, close out. We had the NASPERS results that came out on Friday. What can we look forward to this week? What are you keeping an eye on? Um, <laughs> we, we literally, you know, when you say what, I, look, there's, every day there's data, but I think what we're trying to do mm. and, and what we will be focused on is if there's going to be any further resolution on um, Trump's attitude towards global trade. He's coming under enormous criticism from within his, uh, you know, from within the country and also without. And um, it's it, it's a matter whether he can find some kind of common ground with with China, or whether this battle is going to be uh, handbags out and slap each other, mm. uh, you know, keep slapping each other. It's it's it's. I don't know whether it does any good, and I can only take. I can only take guidance from yeah. uh, economists, you know, and I mean central bankers as well. And there's very few um, people that actually support the way that the U.S. is going at the moment. All right. That's uh, David Shapiro from Sassfin Wealth. That's it from me, Nastasia Arendt. Uh, I'll be back with you tomorrow between 12 and 12.15, 15 minutes of uh, market sort of catch up in the midday. That's it. Goodbye. Numbers rule the world. Inflation, interest rates, petrol price. And when numbers change, you need to know how to respond, especially when it comes to business. Partner with a chartered accountant and get far more than a numbers person. A CASA is equipped with holistic business acumen and decision-making expertise when evaluating your business's future growth. Partner with a responsible leader in business. Partner with a CASA today. Go to saiga.co.za.